Episode 30, what did we decide? 35. 35. Well, it's set. Yeah, it's 35. Okay. 35, because last episode was a Halloween episode. Episode 35 of Video Vampires. <laughs> uh, this is Mickey. And Jessica. Uh, Jess, um, what did you... Uh, so I've seen some stuff. You have. I've seen some interesting films. Go for it. Uh, well, I did see Bohemian Rhapsody, which is that uh, Rami Malek, uh, Freddie Mercury... Queen movie, but okay. So, did you see it? I want to. I, I really liked it. I only want I to see it. I thought it was going to be let down. No, you have to see it in a yeah. theater. Uh, for some reason, because this was like embroiled in controversy from the beginning, uh, I think if you read anything about the film, like Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to uh, really be Freddie Mercury, and he wanted it to be like a really grandiose movie, but about Freddie Mercury. And then I heard that the band had a lot of input because they wanted it to be about Queen. <coughs> not just Freddie, you know, they wanted it to be about the band. And then you heard stuff about his family being involved. Um, Rami, uh, Rami Malek also, I guess, was, like, fighting with the director during this whole filming. You know the original <coughs> director was? Uh, I can't remember. It was Brian Singer. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's and right. he got fired. He did get fired, but Brian Singer also sucks. Yep. Um, so fuck him. Yep. No, <laughs> no I... Uh, so yeah, it, it was just kind of embroiled in controversy from the beginning, but I really liked it. It is a likable film. I mean, people have complaints, and they're always going to, but mm-hmm. the thing is, is like, it didn't want to focus too much on, uh, one single story. It wanted to focus on the band, which you could really tell. It was right. very much a musical. It was all Queen music, obviously, yeah. that was in it that had a very huge role. Uh, they recreated their performance of, uh, like, Live Aid. Which was awesome. It yeah. really was. And, like, uh, Rami Malek had, like, such a great presence as Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, honestly, it's really good from from everything I've heard uh, with the trouble with the film and then actually seeing the film. It's, like, totally a good movie. People are going to be mad that they didn't focus enough about the AIDS thing. They're going to be mad that they didn't focus enough on the sexuality. But there's only so much well, that you can put. I also heard they play kind of, like, loose with the facts, you know? Like, the band breaks up and they they get back together at Live Aid, but that's not how it really happened. But again, like, I get when you make a biopic yeah. that you're trying, you have to, like, if you play by the facts, sometimes it's boring, you know? Like, I, I'm not, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, for me, whenever I see a biopic, if it, like, if it gets the feeling right, if you get, like, a sense of the person in the yeah. movie, then yeah, you know? Like, I mean, Walk the Line was one of those movies where I was like, yeah. oh, shit, like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. This isn't real. And then you find out that half the stuff is real. Like, you know, yeah. but, but it's still, it was such a good movie. And I, I liked, I liked how he did that. So I'm not against biopics and I want to see the queen one. It's just, it's, I want to go see it in the, uh, in the theater and, uh, I just haven't gotten around to it, but I, I do want to check it out. I heard about the cameo. Ha ha ha. Like very funny. Wait, what cameo? The record producer, or the? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that, but that wasn't like, I didn't No, no, but it. I mean like, it's, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. I did see that. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I get it. It's a reference to, yeah, you know, Wayne's World. Yeah, obviously. Which is cool, but that was, like, such a small part of, like, what I thought was cool about the movie. I think my main problem with this new movie is that I, I really, I actually love Queen, but yeah. I hate, hate Bohemian Rhapsody. 
Like I Why? hate the song. Um, one, I, it's the most likable no, song. No, it's not. Yes, it is. They've got so many better songs. But also, working karaoke. You know how much I have to hear uh. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Um, that's like a good, and sometimes I want to hear it because that's a good break. I'll be like, yeah, yeah. someone will be like, can I do Bohemian Rhapsody, me and my friends? I'm like, go for it. Cause that's like a 10 minute walk around. Yeah. Like, that's around like the, a cigarette. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, fuck. Uh, I just can't stand that song, especially when they've got other really songs that are like so much better. As I mean, they focus on it. I mean, the song is sure. called Bohemian Rhapsody. I know, I know. But, uh, I, I mean, it is, it is likable. I, there's no way that you could fit everything in it. And that's why I think they glossed over a lot of stuff that could have been paid more attention to, sure. but it's it was mostly about the music, which I did enjoy. And then I saw um, this movie called Borders. By the guy who did Let the Right, Let one, the right in. one In. Yes, exactly. And it is... Uh, <laughs> it's very weird and creepy and strange, but it, it it's cool. Uh, it has the pacing of Let the Right the One In. You know, it's kind of slow and creepy, and it's more about the relationship of these people. Uh, same with Borders. Um, it It's, you know, about someone who physically looks different. You know, traditionally, I guess you could stay by society's answer. She's ugly. Um, and they focus on, like, what uh, she looks like a lot. And then also her job as a security guard. And then she comes across someone who looks like her. And, and it's about their relationship. But it it's very interesting because they gloss over this, like, weird folklore, like, Swedish folklore about, like, trolls and stuff, and then there's, like, this whole weird gender identity thing in it, um, and there's, like, there's a very, uh, graphic troll sex scene. I'm into it. Uh, that's interesting, but I think, I, it's funny because I took one of my friends and we, uh, she didn't see the trailer or anything, she just kind of, like, went, and she's yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah. What was, what? And it's, it's very strange and it's very creepy, but, like, also romantic and, like, kind of... Well, that's what Let the Right like, One In was. Yeah, it's like Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> like... I, I let the right one in is like it, it's this like really on one hand it's this really sweet love story about like you know two misfits falling in love but then on the flip side it's also about you know there's a lot of creepy weird like oh she's a vampire that's like hundreds of years old and he's like what like a yeah. 10 year old boy oh she's not even really oh she she's really a boy you know like uh-huh. she's a castrated boy yeah. you know like all and these weird why, things yeah. exactly and I think he plays those roles very well about yeah. the relationship between male and female and, and I, I do I really liked it but it is very strange yeah. and I don't think it's for everyone sure um, and then I saw okay I'm, movie I'm still saying this is the best app um, but this this uh, Chilean film called The Wolf House, okay, um, which was like about um, a young woman who escaped this German colony um, and like isn't in this abandoned house for a while, and um, it's a stop motion film, and it's it's honestly fucking beautiful. The yeah. flow of the movie is gorgeous. There's like a lot of like. Um, studio work in, in this house and like paper mache looking creatures. Mm. It's it's gorgeous and it's really sad and and uh, but beautiful. I I would recommend it and I recommend it just to download movie. It's my favorite app. I swear to God, there's so many things on there that you could find. It's not hmm. pretentious, unlike no, no. my friend Jim says. But oh no, I mean, um, yeah, it's uh it's really good. And those are the those are the meat three <laughs> main things that I yeah. watched. Um, all. Enjoyable for different reasons. I um, I did a little. I mean, I didn't go to the Arrow this year, but like Steve Sears and I did yeah. like a movie marathon and uh, our own movie marathon where we each picked three movies and tried to see if we can get through all six. 
um, which didn't happen. We got through four, which seems to be our record whenever we go to the marathons anyway, but we watched um, Abominable Dr. Fives, which is a Vincent Price classic. We uh-huh. watched uh, Without Warning, which I actually do want to do an episode on uh, here about. It was uh, 1980 or 82. I can't remember the... I think it was 82, but it was... Um, Basically, it was like the cast of Alone in the Dark. It was Jack Palance and Martin uh-huh. Landau. It's Predator, the movie Predator, but instead of Carl Weathers and Schwarzenegger, it's Jack Palance and Martin Landau. Yeah. Um, it's basically like this aliens hunting people. The alien in the movie is played is played by the guy who would go on to play the Predator in Predator. But it's the same <laughs> plot, except for instead of like lasers that the alien in Predator uses, it's uh, it uses these weird like fleshy starfish discs that like eat through something when it when you throw it at it it's it's weird um and, and uh, not a lot of people were, were watching it were into it as i was and i don't even know how into it i was i was just like yep that's david caruso from nypd blue uh-huh. getting killed with a weird starfish disc um and then uh we watched split second with rudger hauer um that's a good one it's kind of a stupid sci-fi horror movie that they made in like the early 90s with like yeah. him and kim cattrall but it's like fun and then Oh, you watched uh, Dracula, AD nineteen seventy three. Oh, which okay. Was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, that sounds fun. It I is. Mean. It's a. It's a really. It's a fun little Hammer horror film. Is where Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing were reunited. Oh. I mean, they've worked together so many times, but this is yeah. the first time they they worked together in a Dracula film since the first Dracula film they did. Um, and then I just been watching TV. I finished uh, yeah. the Haunting of Hill House, which is fell disappointing. Apart. Yeah. yeah, it really is. It, I, it really does. It falls apart towards the end. It's 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 really, um, it it just like changed the pace for me. Like I feel like in the beginning, middle, like you're like yes, yeah, this is I want like a scary house, and yeah. then also it like, then it kind of just like rounds about everything. Like oh, the underlying layers of de- depression and yeah. and trauma and like bullshit. Uh, you know, postmortem. Or, uh, yeah, postpartum. postpartum. <laughs> but, it, but it's just like it's, it was just I don't know. It, it it fell apart and it didn't. It it ceased being scary. Yeah. You know, and I think that like towards the end of whatever story you're trying to tell, if you're trying to tell a scary story, you don't want to kind of pull back. You know. Yeah. And I know there's gonna be the argument like, well, you know, not all horror is just horror. Sometimes it's you know it's often about like, and that's that's true. Hereditary is about a family falling apart. Yeah. But it's still fucking scary. Oh my god, it's terrifying. You know, Rosemary's Baby is a movie which I I rewatched recently. Is a is, yeah. is a movie um, about you know the the fears of being pregnant. You know, and like and and being a mother and, and all those those yeah. all those those paranoid fears. But it's still fucking scary, you know? Like Yeah, absolutely. Haunting of Hill House was just Didn't, like... yeah. What was it? Was it that Matt who said that, like, it was, like, half a horror story and the other half was, uh, uh, This Is Us? And oh, then, maybe. And I then, think that's what he heard. Yeah, and then, I don't then towards the end, This Is Us wins, you know? Yeah. Like, becomes the predominant... But that's real about that. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched, um... I've been watching Sabrina, which I would... Normally, I would stay away from, because I was just like, whatever. I, didn't, I don't care, but... I, uh, I actually really enjoy it, and I said this to you before uh, we started recording. Mm-hmm. It is how everybody else reacts about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the show, like, which I don't get. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, not really bringing this up to trash the show. I'm just saying, like, everybody has like this, such a strong reaction to it, and it's always the same, like, kind of relatively the same feeling about, like, yeah. like oh, I like it because of this, 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 and this. And a lot of people say that about Buffy, and I'm like, okay, I get it, but I don't get it like I don't feel it you know 
Whereas with Sabrina, I'm like, oh, this is what they're talking about. Yeah. Like, you know it's fun, you know it's kind of like campy and stupid, but like, um, I dig it. I think it's, I think it's really funny. I think it's, it's not scary, but like, it's certainly not, uh, as like, kid friendly. Yeah, as the original. Yeah, it's pretty brutal and, um. But I like the cast. I mean, the cast is great. Well, so it has the girl from um, Mad Men. Has a girl from Mad Men. Has yeah. uh, two British Sally. actors that I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was in the show Coupling. The other one was in The Office. And then Miranda Otto, who was in the Lord of the Rings movies. And then the yeah. kid from uh, my friend Dahmer. Oh, yeah. You uh, Plays the her boyfriend. And he's great. It's just a fun movie. And it's got tons of horror references. Like, I'll... And, like, some, like I said, like, they're not even, like... They're not, they're not winks to the camera references. They're, like, such throwaway lines. Like... At one point, someone, like, in the first episode was like, oh, yeah, call Dr. Saperstein, and I started laughing hysterically, uh-huh. and Kate was like, why is that funny? And I'm like, huh. oh, that's that's Rosemary's gynecologist yeah. in Rosemary's Baby. Like, just little, like, little references cool. that, you, yeah, exactly. It's it's a lot, it's one See, of those things that's living up to the hype. See, okay, well, that's good, because I feel like Castle Rock overdid it. You yeah. know, like, Castle Rock overdid it with all, like, you're like, yeah, I fucking get it, okay? But they didn't do anything with it. They just made I know, references. They, and, and you would think, like, oh, how is this going to tie into, like, like, Kate was convinced at one point, she's like, oh, like, because it's the same guy who played Pennywise, so there's going to be a tie, like, like a tie-in. I'm like, yeah. no, it's just a coincidence, you know? But it's... Um, what else did I watch? Oh, Wait, did I just spoil something? Is it real? Is there a connection? No. Oh, okay. I thought I thought there was gonna. I thought you were gonna say something no, about no, it. No, and no, I'm no. Like, is there something I missed? Because I'd be like, fuck, did I miss that? Because I would go back and watch that. But that'd be cool. Um, I watched the Outlaw King. I forgot about it. About oh, with, the with like, hunky Chris Pine. Oh yeah, but because everyone was talking about how he shows his dick in it. Does he? Yeah, he does. I mean, it's not like it's like my dick. It's just like he's like in the water <laughs> and then like <laughs> but that's what everyone's just, talking about because he, men don't usually do a lot of like you know naked scenes which is I feel like men what's up buck yeah. up because women are always showing their boobies yeah. we need some more <laughs> we yeah. need some more dick in films I, but, I'm actually gonna agree with you on that I think it's only uh, fair yeah. um, and so uh, Chris Pine's in it and I, I really liked it oh fuck it what's his name he was in Kick-Ass Aaron Aaron something I know what you're talking about the guy who plays Kick-Ass yeah um, he's he in it Godzilla. too. He's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. He played young John Lennon. He's just uh, yeah. kind of like a little weirdo, and I I like him. Um, but yeah, it I mean it was good. The the choreography and the fight scenes are really great. They're like really clean and like I uh, I always can admire stuff like that. Um, it's very masculine. The woman who was in um, Lady Macbeth. Um, I talked about it a while back. I saw it. Uh, she was in it too, and a ton of people from Game of Thrones. Of yeah. course, they're in this, you know, sure. uh, type of of uh, land. But yeah, it's watchable. It's good. I mean, it's not the greatest, but like it, it takes place just about you know this sequence in time. Um, yeah. Scottish Revolution, or I mean, Netflix is doing good stuff. Yeah, you know, honestly, I mean, like Haunting Hill House comes was for us. half of it was was, was okay, yeah. decent, you know. The new Daredevil, which I keep. I, talking I, about. I know I haven't watched it. Yet. I just I'm, I I don't know why. Uh, I I get people can be sick of it because especially with Marvel content, there's it's also thirteen. Ep- it's like it's all the, the my problem with Netflix shows is like, hey, it's thirteen episodes, and it's like you know you guys could break this into two seasons and it would be fine. Like Daredevil one season one. Was great, but after like after a certain point, I was like, "Oh my god, just can we just get <laughs> to the end?" You know, and seeing every Marvel show they have, it's like yeah. two seasons in one. It's like I can't, I can't muster the enthusiasm, you know. But um, I don't know. I, I I really like what Netflix does, and I really like I like Sabrina, and I'm also really disappointed that 
the Church of Satan is is. I heard about that. That's so fucking lame. And plus, how can you put like a fucking trademark on Baphomet? Like exactly, it seems so. Come on. And I mean, the funny thing is, is that it's not. You'll have to sue every tarot card company. I mean, the whole premise of the show is that like they're like, you know, her family is there's they worship Satan, you know, and it's like, um, which is funny because like I remember a, a coworker of mine. Because I was, like, on the fence about watching Sabrina, and then she just, she's, like, she saw her sister watching it, and she's, like, oh, my God, like, the show was demonic, and it was, like, blah, blah, and I was, like, you know what, you've just sold me on yeah. this show, your review, and then I was thinking about, like, um, the, you know, the satanic panic in the yeah. late 70s and early 80s. I think, and well, uh, wasn't uh, Friday Night um, Frights doing a whole did. thing on satanic panic? They, it was cool. They did, and they did, a, they showed a movie called uh, Mazes and Monsters, which was, like, an early Tom Hanks, I think it was a TV movie, mm-hmm. but it was about... You're gonna, you're gonna love how I, I work this. In. <laughs> um, it was about how you know there was that obsession with D and D and how like Dungeons yeah. and Dragons and how like kids playing Dungeons and Dragons it was like a ga- it was like marijuana for Satanism you know it's a gateway drug <laughs> you like you 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 get so caught up in it that you end up like at, you know murdering in the name of like Satan uh-huh. and you end up trying to pr- like practice black magic and then what's worse is that you had all these fucking nut jobs who like wanted to get attention, who were like, yes, I played yeah. D&D, and now I'm a high, I was a high-ranking wizard in the black church, and blah, 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 and it's all bullshit. And then it's funny, because, like, you know, D&D was, like, vilified as, like, oh, playing this game will make you want to, like, do terrible things. And uh-huh. then, and they, you know, and then I think in the mid, well, I'd say the late 90s, it's suddenly, well, mid-90s with Doom. Yeah. And then, like, the, especially the late 90s with, like, you know, in the early 2000s with Grand Theft Auto, it was like, oh, no, this is what... They took away the Satanism part, but it's like, oh, playing a video game is going to make you... Um, yeah. It kill people, especially a game like Grand Theft Auto, where you can, like... Because for some odd reason, if you... Or Doom. Or Doom, yeah. Or, or yeah. Uh, there was a game that I actually really quite enjoyed called Manhunt, where, like, it's it was... And it's the funny thing is about these games is that they're, they're, they're clearly demarked as, like, hey, this is for an adult, you know? And, um, you know, Manhunt, you, you're in a snuff film, kind of, and you have to run around, like, sneaking up on, on gang members and killing them because you're, you're being forced into a, a, to be, participate in a snuff film. Yeah. It's a really clever film, uh, game, and it was, you know, it was pretty brutal, but you kind of knew that. And then um, it's just one of those things where it's like everybody tries to demonize something. It was like, you know, and a lot of them are these, like, crazy, crazy, crazy right-wingers who are like, let's yeah. ban this, let's ban this. And it's like, well, you know how many people have murdered people and cited, like, the Bible as an excuse. Yeah, you know? go ban the Bible, okay? Ban the Bible. <laughs> or, or ban the White Album, because Charles Manson listened to it, and for some odd reason, like, <laughs> somebody, it's, it's, yeah. somebody's always going to find something in something that's going to... To blame rather bl- than humans. Right, or, or to justify something really terrible that they do. So, mm-hmm. Charles Manson wipes out an entire, you know, a bunch of people and says, hey, you know, the Beatles were telling me, and it's like, dude, I've listened to the White Album millions of times. Yeah. And, uh, No. <laughs> so, that being said, um, you know, I like how, you know, video games are still being demonized, you know? Like, there's still always controversy about, like, you know... The violence. The violence and in them and, and, like, the content and, like, oh, you're playing this this character who's doing this, this, and this. And, and you know, it's it's basically it's allowing you to engage in, like, criminal activities. And it's like, yeah, but it's escapism. Yeah, of course. Which, Just, like... Everything and look at our real world format though, and yeah. how horrific it is. Like, that's why we're all trying to escape. But it's never changed. We, we've always no, been yeah. horrific shit, especially in I think nineteen ninety. I would say nineteen ninety four, when uh, 
there a little movie called Brain Scan came yeah. out. Which <laughs> really uh, the peak of <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, which is covers exactly what we were just talking about. You know, um, brief rundown. Um, uh, Andrew Kevin Walker, who yeah wrote Seven. Yeah, and, and this uh, is before Seven. he also did uh, what's all what else? Oh, he's done here? so much. Uh, Seven awesome. years, Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Of. But he's done so many things. Uh, but this was like this is before Seven. This is before yeah. this, this big break with Seven. Uh, he writes this movie, John Flynn, who directed uh, a drive-in classic called Rolling Thunder with William Devane and getting revenge. He's got a metal hook for a hand, and uh, and then he directed that in 1977. He also directed Lock Up in 1989 with Sylvester Stallone and uh, Donald Sutherland. <laughs> it's a really bad movie. Um, really, really bad. You know, Sylvester Stallone is, <laughs> is a is a pri- is a model prisoner, and um, that was weird. Model prisoner who, uh, you know, is about to get released and then evil warden Donald Sutherland basically kidnaps him and puts him in his prison and it's got the bad guy. What did the, the Native American dude in Predator? Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Uh, he plays like a... It's just a shitty prison movie. But <laughs> um, that guy directed this movie, Brain Scam, which oh, is yeah. post-Terminator 2, Eddie but Furlong. pre... Pre-American History X. Yeah. Pre-Pecker. Well, obviously. Pre, pre a lot of things. I think this was like... If it wasn't the first movie he did after Terminator 2, it's... It like was the first One of the first, yeah. yeah. Um, and he plays this, like, awkward horror kid who um, he likes to check yeah, out his... Yeah, who I would have, like, loved. Yeah. Well, I wanted to be this kid. Um, yeah, and, like, this is back in the day. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, no, when I was... Sick. I was, like, yeah, when I was living in... I, I was seventh grade when I saw this movie, and I was like, I want his computer that you can talk to. Um, and would dial numbers for him and, like, interact Yeah, like, how did he get this voice operated? How did he get Alexa in, <laughs> in 1994? I know. Um, but which I thought was interesting. I think that, I think there's some things in BrainScan that kind of, um, touch, like, are relevant now. You yeah. Know? Virtual reality is now becoming, like, a bigger thing than it ever has. Yeah, you know, and like, augmented reality. Exactly. And all, all those types of very interactive uh, reality games. And if you've ever seen them or used them, they're, like, fucking great. And it is it is funny how this still correlates with, like, the Black Mirror episode, yeah. especially involving, like, um, like a consciousness type of of, uh, of, of gaming. It's, it's yeah. very... Well, it's it's, it's there's a new there's a new wave of video game like there's a new trend in video games where they're trying to blend, blur the lines between a game and reality. You know, and yeah. Like, I I always think that's really fascinating. I don't feel like it's quite at the level that Brain Scan thinks it's going to be at. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> or wishes it. Was. Or wishes it was. Yeah. So, so this this horror movie loving kid, kind of a social misfit who loves. He's also a voyeur. He loves watching his. His yeah, neighbor. why does every, every, I feel like every movie has that at some point, especially like in the 80s and 90s, there was like some little creep watching on the, some girl, but. Which I dig, I, I'm into the whole I, <laughs> I am into the whole voyeurism thing, I think it's really cool, I think it's a, I, 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 I do think that's like, a cool, you know, cool thing in a movie, you know, I really do, I think it's a fascinating thing. Um, one thing I will say is that uh, kids who think that they're going to be like Eddie Furlong, who are like awkward in horror movies yeah. and checking out their neighbor? It doesn't. It's real life. It doesn't it's not end. Like that. Yeah. That well, well, real life is not. You're not Eddie Furlong. You're never going to be Eddie Furlong. If they were really <laughs> going to cast this movie properly, he would have been like an awkward looking kid, not a good looking kid that Eddie Furlong was. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he gets this. Um. He plays this video game where he gets it basically kind of like, um, 
forces him into participating in a bunch of murders. Yeah. And that he first he thinks is a game, and then he realizes that are actually happening. Like, he'll, he's finding souvenirs. Uh, hey, also, if you're going to murder anybody, not that anybody should, but if you are <laughs> going to, don't store all of your evidence or hide all your evidence in your fucking refrigerator. But he was, like, possessed yeah, but by, by, by what? By the refrigerator killer, you know? It's like... Yeah, but that trickster wanted him to get caught. I guess so. So he's, like, forcing him to keep these mementos of, like... I get the, the mementos part, but it's, like, why are you storing them in your freezer? Or your Well, fridge? the foot! It was a foot! I get that part, but what about the bra- the necklace? Okay, but, like, where else is he going to look? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's millions of other places. Like, that's the cool thing about Eddie Furlong's character is that, like, he basically... And you get it from the very beginning of the movie. Like, his dad is constantly traveling. This yeah. kid has his own... He, like... He's got this giant house, but he also ha- the entire attic is his. It's got like which is cool. It's like its own apartment. That's what I that was my yeah. dream, you know. Yeah, exactly. To read Fangora like... magazines like in my windowsill while like the the hot girl that I'm in love with is like, you know, also boring. Yeah, voyeur of being voyeuristic towards me and like, but he has his own like fridge. He's got. This, this kid had got Yeah, plenty. he's got this, like, six stereo system. He's got everything. Yeah. And so he's got plenty of places to hide a fucking bloody necklace. <laughs> um, but it had to be somewhere, like, easily found. Yeah, I know. And it also had to just be somewhere, like, you know, in the movie that we could be like, oh, okay, that's... Oh, he, yeah. He just killed this person. I know what that is. Yeah, so, um... But, so the whole time he's playing this game, or, or that's playing him... He's visited by this character who's, like, called the Trickster, mm-hmm. uh, who I think is fantastic in this movie. Yeah, he looks good. He does. He looks really cool. Um, the only <laughs> thing that I'm trying to figure out, and I'm still maybe watching a commentary track would or anything would kind of answer this question, is that, like, so this movie, my, my problem with Brain Scan is that it's a, it's, it feels like it's an anti-horror horror film. Like, it's trying to say, like, look, yeah. what, all these, look what these horror movies are doing to, to kids, look what these video games are doing to kids. The trickster character, I'm trying to think, is he supposed to be just like a, a straight-up rip-off or a knock-off of Freddy? Yeah. Or is he supposed to be, like, kind of like a commentary on those type of characters? I think he's supposed to be a commentary on responsibility. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, the, his, like, you know, the, the puns and the, you know. Yeah. Like, if they, are they taking the, the, um, the type of character that Freddy or, uh, I'm trying to think of other, like, you know, Henny yeah, like, of ours. Yeah. Like Chucky or something like that. Like, the ones who... who talk and banter and before they kill somebody or after they kill somebody they have some sort of like really just you groan type uh, pun uh-huh. same thing with this character but I'm wondering is that on purpose or are they just being like hey you know what's popular in movies right now oh, these yeah. characters let's have one of our characters or if they're trying to say like let's do a character like that to kind of make fun of that or to kind of comment I on- mean I don't I think we're giving that too much credit hey. if, if I know I know <laughs> But like, if we kind of take it that far, um, you know, and this is one of the reasons why we wanted to watch this one is because it was very, it's very 90s. It's so 90s, which is my favorite part of 90s films, because I want to live in the 90s again. Which is so weird, because I, I, I could do without, I want to go back to the 80s again. Yeah, you're very 80s based, I obviously. I we, we know this. All the listeners know this. I know. I mean, if I had to pick a time, I would choose the 70s, but I probably belong sure. in the 90s. Well, I'm talking about an era that we, we've existed in. I would go yeah. back to the 80s when, like, things were still, I don't know. Not brain scan, where we didn't have CD-ROMs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, no, no, but I mean, like, there's a certain, uh, you know, when you're a kid and you, and you don't know everything yet, or you don't know, you know very little, so every time you've... 
you you hear something or you find something, it's like this like exciting thing because it's like you're not as jaded when you're a kid. And that's when I was, you know, that's how old I was when, you know, it's the, the era I was in when I wasn't jaded, when I was like still scared. <laughs> when of we were all still newborn children, I newborn babies. Yeah. Before well, we had trauma. And no, I, I, I clearly, <laughs> I, I, you know, I remember '84 through through '89 very well. Um, but so whereas weird. the '90s, I know it is really weird. Whereas the '90s is. Um, I just did not care for them. Like at all? Um, the 90s are so cool. There's moments. There's moments. And there's moments now when I'm older that I admit to certain things that I like didn't admit to liking in the 90s that I'm yeah. like, yeah, I like that. And I'm I'm a little embarrassed, but I like that, you know. Um, oh my god. <laughs> but this film it is very it does encompass a lot of the 90s yeah. and you see that in a lot of films. Uh, I think we talked about, like, Lord of the Illusions, um, no. too, because of that whole, like, weird computery sequence, but obviously yeah. this has a lot of callbacks, uh, to, to that type of stuff, like the Igor that comes up, yeah. the, the, even the dial numbers, even though it's voice activated, yeah. um, the, the CD-ROMs, the, the outfits, which really look fucking cool at any time period. The soundtrack. The soundtrack. Oh yeah, I, 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 well you have like Primus, Primus, White Zombie. You have uh, George Clinton who wrote the. No, 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 not that George Clinton. I know. You I know, it. but who but, wrote the uh, yes. the theme? Yeah. Um, there was a. I remember because as a kid, I was like, you know, or in the nineties. Yeah. Like, there was a composer for films named George, George S. Clinton, Clinton and, and I was not like, the same. I was like, is that George Clinton? The like, fun- yeah. Um, Funk it's Rancy? not. Uh, that would have been really great. He's probably, like, the whitest Primus. person in the world. Yeah, Primus. Uh, I'm, I think there was the band Prong. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, Butthole Surfers. It's very 90s. Yeah. It's yeah. very, like, early to mid-90s. Yeah. Um. Which is, if I'm gonna pick an era of the 90s, that's the era I like. There was a certain, um, you know, and we, we were talking about this during Halloween, our Halloween episode, but, like, and I always refer to this, but, like, the post-screen films... Yeah. I have a huge problem with, like, Halloween H2O, Urban Legends. I know what you did last summer, Oh, which, shit, Urban Legends. Yeah. There are... I have a problem. The, 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 Why do you hate them? What's your problem? Um... But you give credit to the 80s, which are kind of... No, 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 it's different. It's different. Because, uh, it is. It is. Like, uh, the... Mm. The... So, you have Scream, and you have, like, you suddenly have, like, this... It's great movie. Self-aware. Yeah. Which yes. is... Works in Scream, but now every movie after that has. Let's pilfer the WB and their ca- and their, their shows, <laughs> and let's yeah. grab all their cast members. I mean, um, and now that we're gonna grab this cast member, you know, we're probably not, we don't want to do we, hard like lost balls after Scream, like it did. It was it became like too polished and too much like they all felt like movies being made for the WB network. You know, like I know it's well, last summer, yeah, which I fucking hate. I saw that in the theater, and I was like, this movie Why do you hate it? <laughs> um, I don't think there's a likable person in that fucking movie. Um, and I mean, like, I, I don't know. I'm talking what, about Freddie Prince Jr., the Freddy fisherman, the working class Oh, yeah, hero. I can't stand him. I can't stand Ryan Phillippe. I like Ryan Phillippe. Well, Ryan Phillippe's supposed to be an asshole in it. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about, like, just in general. Like, I don't like these people, you know? Like, I'm not entertained watching these actors. Although I did like Ryan Phillippe in Way of the Gun. I thought he was great. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I did, but, um, but... Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, we already talked about how much I don't like her. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Because you suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but all these movies feel that way. Like, all these, like, everything after Scream is like, all these horror movies have, like, these characters that talk. Except for Brainscape. Well, Except, I meant. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's pre-Scream. Like, yeah. Like, like, the horror movies before Scream, they're, like, they had balls to them, you know? Like, Candyman. You know? Yeah. That's a fucking, cl- I mean, there's some really great 90s, 90s horror Yeah, films. there is. But 
I would say from 95, and I love Scream. I said this before. I love Scream, Mm -hmm. but everything after Scream, not everything, but a lot of things after Scream, it's just like, I could, I just wish that entire chunk of time Uh was just gone from cinema history. Like, I could do without (laughs) Halloween H2O and all of, like, the, Halloween show is a perfect uh, example of, like, what I'm talking about with that post-Scream movie. It's like, almost every movie had to have something like this where, in Halloween H2O, Janet Lee's talking to Jamie Lee Curtis, and she's like, can yeah. I give you a bit of motherly advice? And it's like, ha, 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 that's because that's her mom in real life. Cool. And then when she's, like, getting, like, she's starting to walk away to her car, the music from Psycho plays because, ha, 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 she was in Psycho. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? But that's the same thing we just talked about earlier with the TV shows giving you little, like, nods to other things. Little nods is one thing. That's that's in your face. I know you were going to say that. I knew <laughs> it. I knew you were going to say that. But I don't, it's 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 not that I don't, I, I, I hate it. It's I hate it when you do and it becomes the formula for like, oh no no we we have this other we have this movie coming out we have to have this this like everything you see after Scream is following the Scream formula mm-hmm. and that drives me nuts like whereas like you know in the you know Brain Scan is not a masterpiece of a horror movie but it's still entertaining and it's still I I would watch that over I really well didn't we, I talked about the Lawnmower Man too um, that's too a weird now. one to me I, why you don't like it. It's not bad. It's just, it's it's not, I, I don't know. I don't know why I've got some. Because <laughs> it's a little more, but uh, what, fuck, what's that other one with Russell Crowe and. Virtuosity. Virtuosity. Like, I love these films. I really do. I love them. Like, yeah. the night, I really enjoy all of them. All that type of, like, weird consciousness. Technology. Makes, like, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all good for me. Yeah, um, no, I know. I also don't like the special effects a lot of the times. You know, like, I. Cause but that's because they weren't. But that's what makes them good now, too. Sure, sure. But, I mean, that's them trying, you know, trying something that isn't quite honed to perfection yet, you know? It works in brain scan. And it works in... It does, yeah. It doesn't work... Because they don't... uh, It's not exaggerated. Right. It doesn't work for me in Lord of Illusions. Like, I actually watched that recently, and I I really enjoy that movie. But except certain, for that part. Except for that part. I, I know like, what you're talking about. It is, but... Yeah, or, or like Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is a great horror movie till the very end, but there's like this really bad CGI effect yeah. at the end of the movie that really takes me out of it. So it's... And I don't feel that way about 80s horror films when they have like really cheap special effects because there's something... The fact that it's organic, it's like real. Yeah. I find really... I, I, I find charming... It's like watching stop motion. Like, you're never going to believe that stop motion is... Like, when you watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure, you're never going to once believe that that looks real. Like, the, the, the dinosaur eating the bike and all uh-huh. that stuff. But if there's a charm to it, which I don't... Some people may find that way about the, ni- <laughs> that way about the 90s. I do. I don't, but Brain Scan is one of those movies where I let it go because it fits. You know? It fits the... the well, it, because it just has that archetype that you mentioned, too, with where you think that uh, the trickster is very much reminiscent of Freddy and, like, other characters. So I can see why you like it um, more. <laughs> because it ha- it does have that, it, like, yeah. 80s, like, kind of jokiness that he has. But Edward Furlong is such a hysterical little boy. He's too. not a good actor. He's a, I know, but he's always yelling, too. Yeah. He's always just like, ah! And it's like, what? I didn't mean to kill anybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his act doesn't improve from... Um, it's weird because his acting doesn't get any better between Terminator 2 and Brain Scan. Uh, but young. but yeah. I know, but from like Brain Scan to American History X or Pecker, you know, mm-hmm. John Waters film, 
And and Pecker, it's like he's he's it's very stylized delivery and it's not yeah. intentional. Whereas like American History X, I think he's fantastic. Yeah. I don't really like I don't really like that movie at all. But I like but it's him. hard to yeah. I like, like him in it. And um no no, I mean I just don't think it's that great of a movie, but I like him in it. You don't really think so? I don't think so. I think uh I I don't know. I, I, I we could it's go on. It's been a while, yeah, since I've seen it. It's too, been a though. while too, and like I just there's certain parts I'm just like, geez, give me a break. But Eddie Furlong is pretty good in it. Um you know, and I feel bad for him. Like, imagine being a kid at um at a mall in like I think it was and being com- and completely yeah scooped up and being like, hey, we want to put you in a movie. And this is before blockbusters were as common as they are now. Where it's uh-huh. like, so Terminator Two was like a fucking huge deal. So suddenly you go from like a normal kid to, to a very yeah, and then rich. The, J- the Japanese are like, we want you to put out an album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't sing. That's okay. So he goes to Japan. He becomes like this megastar off of nothing, <laughs> and he like he just he ceased to have a normal childhood. Yeah, you know, and like you're you're having all these people like doing anything you want and feeding you whatever bad habits that you ever. Yeah, you, you every bad habit. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. I, I I feel bad for Eddie for long. I think he's kind of a garbage dude <laughs> for a lot of. Yeah, like, but he had a garbage like upbringing. Like yeah, just said. I mean, so I'm just like, saying Ooh. like all the domestic. I want him. We talked about this earlier, yeah. but I want that comeback. I do. I mean, hey, if Robert Downey Jr. can do it, I yeah, feel like Eddie for like. But I mean, <laughs> think about Robert Downey Jr. is even when he was. You know, going yeah. through a garbage phase in his life, he was still brilliant as an actor. I know, and, and, <laughs> and for a long, long quite does not, not have that. Uh, no, um, but he's he's fine in this movie. He's not the best. He part. is. Uh, Frank Langella plays the cop who's investigating. And we <laughs> talked about him with the Di- with the episode with Diego, where I was like, my mom told me that when he played Dracula, women swooned. Which is so weird. It's just weird because I eventually did see that Dracula. Yeah, it's on uh, Stars, I think, but. And I'm like, man, if I hadn't seen everything else with him in it as an older person or Skeletor, maybe I, may, I might have been able to understand it. But now, whenever I see him, I go, women thought this guy was sexy. Yeah, you like know? your mom thought he was. My mom thought he was your sexy. Your mom thought he was sexy. And I know, and like he's got like, a cool voice. Yeah, you know? he does. Very deep and masculine and, and he's seductive. Great in, um, he's in that Showtime show. Um, God damn it! Why am I drawing a blank? What's the it? Jim Carrey one? Oh, I didn't with watch Michelle it. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember, but he's in it, and he's great. I mean, Franklin Joe's a great actor, and so it's nice to see him. He brings a touch of class to the movie because everybody else is just kind of like, you know, they're not, they didn't, they didn't pull from the Royal Shakespeare Theater except <laughs> T. Ryder Smith, who plays Trickster, who's actually really good in the role, and he yeah. was he was a stage actor, but mm-hmm. um, but like you know, between those those two are pretty much really holding it, carrying the movie on their acting, whereas like Eddie Furlong screeches a lot. Uh, oh, his God. best friend yeah. is, like, 30 years old. He's 30? He was, like, twenty, late 20s when he did that, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I think Eddie Furlong was the youngest. And that girl, his, the love yeah, interest, she's older. But she's played, I feel like she looks even the same. Like, she plays the mom and the sister and fucking everything. Sure. She does, She's in, like, a bunch of sitcoms. She's on movies. Like, I remember her. But the thing was is that she even looks the same as, like, a younger person. Mm-hmm. She's just out here showing Eddie Furlong her boobs. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, just just casually hanging out on her on her. Balcony with in, in, a nighty in a nighty, you know, just which, waiting for him. Look, I, I mean, that's kind of hot. When I was when I was a kid, that's in, what we in the nineties. When I was when I was like you know, kid in the nineties who loved horror movies and all that stuff. I would have loved for my hot neighbor next door to just. <laughs> hang around. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. Is like that. That's the part that kind of makes me bitter about this movie. Is like, yeah, I lived that life, and it was nothing like that. Yeah, you know? that wasn't real. Um, <laughs> yeah, but 
you know, I, I mean, it's still kind of good though. It's it's entertaining. Like I never I never get bored watching it. Yeah, and I've watched it a few times since 1994. Um, you know, again, the effects are a little goofy and everything. But I guess my only real problem with it is that, like, hey, are you? Shitting on horror movies. I don't think off. it's shitty. Well, I, I, yeah, it's shitting on, um, you know, preteens. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I mean, like, you know how he's got the horror club and his principal, and you, you were, I think you'd called it. I never noticed. Yeah. It, but like his principal, you know, he, he, so Eddie Furlong's character has this club in in school, which I would have killed to have had in school. Yeah. A horror club where like him and just kids watch horror movies. Yeah. Um, the principal comes in during a movie that's called, I love when they, when they create fake names for movies mm-hmm. and like, like death, death, death. Yeah. I like that. So, um, uh, his principal, you know, bans the club. Um, but his principal has like this, like, you know, was like the, the framed picture of like Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton in the back. And it's like, you know, that was, dur- this was during the nineties when like, it, you know, throughout the eighties and the nineties you had like yeah. those. Those uh, people who are banned, trying to ban music or ban yeah, twi- all- I mean, uh, Twisted Sister, yeah, remember, Tipper, Gore, uh, uh, Tipper Gore's like, yeah, you know, what PRMC or whatever, mm-hmm. like, um, but like all that stuff, and so I just I wonder if they were trying to make a commentary about horror movies and how like and there's a whole lot. Well, of Well, ninety ninety four, it came out in nineteen ninety four, which was also the same year that Natural Born Killers came out too. Sure. And remember all the controversy that came with that too, which um, I don't think it deserved. I think that. I think well, I meant the con- the controversy of us uh, like kids actually murdered sure. their whatever someone, and they blamed their like natural born killers made me do it, um, which it tinges on because it does kind of um, be like this is what you wanted. You were so into this sick horror shit, you know. Like yeah. now you're a murderer. What's up? Uh, which is kind of funny, you know. Yeah, um, I, I I think natural born killers is overrated, but but we're not even talking about I that. No, but I'm just. It, you brought it up, so. Um, but yes, there's that whole, that whole thing about you know, you know. The, the, I think earlier on the news too, there's like a, there's um, I could have swore there's like a, a part in the movie where they're watching me about like gun violence or or murder or like on the TV yeah. before. It's like I really feel like it's it's trying to get a little preachy, and that's what kind of bothers me. But I mean, I, I, I felt that too. It, it does feel a little like. You know, and the trickster character has that dialogue where he's like, you didn't care about a plot, you cared um, about death, 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 you know? Seven, which it's, again, the same writer. Yeah. uh, But sometimes there's bits in in Seven that are also like, this is what, obviously, because they take the seven deadly sins, and they're like, this is you, this is what you... But uh, it does feel like that. Yeah, and uh, and so I I kind of have a problem with that, with this. It's like, it's it's almost like they're trying to be, uh, trying to have, like, a, a message but hide it in a dumb horror movie. Yeah. Um, which is frustrating. It's like, just make the dumb horror movie. <laughs> um, which I think when, when, when that's when Brain Scan is at its best, was when it's like, it is kind of abandoning logic. I mean, you said it yourself. Like, yeah. Uh, and we won't give away the ending or anything, but, um, you know, it's, there's a great moment where, you know, Eddie Furlong is like, somebody asked him about the plot of uh, Kill, Kill, Kill or whatever. <laughs> and the trickster says, you know, he's like, you never cared about plot or anything. All you cared about was... Kill, kill, kill. Yeah. Uh, you don't care about story. You don't care about, like, you know, whatever. In, in, um, there's a scene where Frank Langella and his partner interrogating Eddie Furlong in his house, and you're like, they don't have a warrant. They don't have, like, he doesn't have to do anything. This is like, yeah, that's logic speaking, you know? Like, <laughs> know. um, but, uh, and so I like that they kind of play up on that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I give this movie too much credit. I mean, it kind of, it is kind of clever. You do see, uh, I mean, credit and, and like, seeing the small bits of, like... 
Yeah, and when you get the ending, when you get to the ending and you, yeah. and you go, oh, that's what the whole movie is, you kind of see how they, 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 it was, it's not random. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not like, oh, you, we, we're introduced to Frank Langella before the game's even being played, so we know why he shows up yeah. toward the end of the movie, you know? Like, we, it all clicks and all comes together, you know? Um, I don't get, I don't know, man, there's just some parts that I'm just like, I cringe. Like, Eddie Furlong being like, Kimberly, I was wondering if you would maybe oh, go yeah. out with me. And it's like, dude, you have been watching your fucking neighbor, yeah. like, get undressed and, like, you know, all yeah. stuff, and you're going to come off, like, you know, uh, maybe go on, like, go to the movies with me. It's like, dude, just get right to the, cut to the chase. Yeah, man. And then she says, no, I'll think about it. And then she gives him a smooch when she's walking I know. Out. I was like, it's what? Like, okay, that's... Very weird but archetype. She's, she's, no, but yes. It's like, no, let's, let's, yeah, okay. Yeah, come on, come on. Um, for all of us who grew up in the 90s, come on. <laughs> um, but yeah. I kind of think it holds up, though, in the, I, I really like it. It's, it's really enjoyable. It is. It's really, it's a fun movie to watch. Um, it's also, you know, I say it's fun, but it's also kind of bleak. I mean, they keep calling back yeah. to, like, his mom dying when the... You know. Oh, yeah, and when uh, the trickster was talking to him about yeah. his whole life trauma... Yeah. ...and being like, everything that's happened to you should have made you a serial killer. Yeah, <laughs> and, you're and you're like, like what? <laughs> you're like, fuck yeah. So I, I dig I dig Brain Scan. It's, yeah. Uh, it, it's one of the better 90s horror films. I, kinda, I don't think it's it, it rivals something like Candyman. No, but it, it is still kind of clever. It is. it is. I mean, I feel like, you know, we've covered some 80s movies that aren't so good... Um, uh, yeah, and some, some, yeah. And some that are great, but I mean, and we've covered, but what I guess what I'm trying to say is that so far, with the exception of maybe one movie, I feel like every 90s movie we've covered has actually fit in the category of a good 90s film. You know? Yeah. Because um, there has been, oh, there even has though been. Yeah. you we've, hate the 90s. We've, I mean, we've talked about apparently. them. I feel like we've covered them, except for Bordello of Blood, which I will still hold as like the worst movie we've actually, no. No, Poltergeist 2. 2 was the worst. Poltergeist 2, but Thank Bordello you. of Blood comes really close for me. I know that you have you felt that way about other movies, but yeah. Bordello of Blood really just fucking drives... It just pisses me off because there's so many parts where it could have been a great movie. Brain Scan, luckily, maintains... It's steady. <laughs> it's, it's consistent. It it's is not, consistent. It may not be a great movie, it but is. it's consistently not a great yeah. movie, and it's enjoyable. Whereas, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that was our... Um, so, you know, don't play video games. Um, don't worship yeah. Satan. Um, don't play D&D. Yeah, don't play alternative music either. Yeah, don't play Primus. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and I think you're going to turn out to be an okay kid. Oh, don't spy on your neighbor, because it never, yeah, it never works weird. out the way At you think it At least don't record it. Yeah, spy on her. They both did it. that, though. That was a, you're like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, that's an, ugh. That was a thing for married people. That was a thing for, like, people, though, that, like, you know, it was like, oh, no, no, she's the, she's a misfit, too. But she's just popular, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. I don't want anybody telling me, like, oh, back in high school, I knew this girl, she was, like, the, the head of the cheerleader squad, but she had this, like, really crazy side to her, and she was into, like, all this cool shit. It's like, no, it did not happen. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. All right, well. Uh, yep. That's our brainstorm episode. <laughs> and now, yeah, and now our her cast has ended. Yeah, and, uh, you know, so uh, we'll... Um, We'll say good, goodbye. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, Happy shout Thanksgiving. out to all of our friends who are thankful for, who have yeah. been on the show. Thank God for you guys. Yeah. Thank baby Jesus. We would have run out of things to talk about. <laughs> all right, guys. Bye. Bye. Now that I have your attention, please 
please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Trickster. What was that film you were watching? Death, death, death. Death, death, death. Part two. Oh, Lord. Michael's seen it. Go for it, man. Done it. Played it. Look, I've played them all. And just when he thought he'd die of boredom. Brain scan. The ultimate experience in interactive terror. Never leave home without it. <laughs> You're in the game, man. You're in control. You must think like a killer. Cover up any clues. Leave no witnesses, no evidence. A challenge he can't resist. It was so real. It was sick. See, I told you, man. I told you it would blow your mind. A game he can't escape. There was a grisly murder in the quiet suburban town of Mountview today. So you did it. What was on that disc? It's not a game anymore. Hamilton and Hayden. It's real. It wasn't supposed to be real. Real, unreal, what's the difference? I didn't kill the man. I didn't even know him. You're in this now. You won't survive on your own. You started this and now you're afraid to finish it just like you're afraid of everything else. I won't kill her. Kill her. Play it. The witness has to. Edward Furlong, Frank Langella, and introducing T. Ryder Smith as the trickster. Brain scan. I can't wait to see what you do next.